Rough year for your favorite NFL team? Join me, Danny Heifetz, along with Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Krolbeck on the Ringer NFL Draft Show, where we talk about all things NFL Draft, and more importantly, how to fix your mediocre team. Check out the Ringer NFL Draft Show every Tuesday and Thursday. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a late night, Wednesday into early Thursday morning pod. We haven't done this, Raheem. It's 107 here on the East Coast. We watched all the basketball. There's a lot to digest here. Uh, first off, bro, we were all over it with Memphis. We talked about this on our last edition of East Coast Bias. We had our buddy House with us. I loved Memphis. I know you loved Memphis. Uh, aside from that, bud, how'd the rest of the night treat you? The rest of the night was great. I mean, not only did we have Memphis, we had the Milwaukee Bucks minus six. And I told everybody on the podcast, I don't give a damn if Giannis Antetokounmpo was playing or not. Night, they're going to win this game. And not only did we take them minus six, but we also took, we parlayed the Bucks with the um, Nuggets Par- money line parlay that paid minus 135 we had to sl- sweat a little bit on that but that got there and then we also took the milwaukee bucks minus 245 on the adjusted series line and you know that line is all the way up to minus 450 now so we had a, a, a clean sweep tonight and then we got some money coming to us later once the bucks close out this series well a couple of wise plays there um curiously with that money line parlay you had Denver is kicking the you-know-what out of Minnesota to the point where I'm thinking they're going to win by 25, 30 points, and there's not going to be anything for us to watch in the second half, and maybe you and I are taping this podcast a half hour or 40 minutes earlier. Will you get nervous, though, Raheem, as the threes started raining down and Anthony Edwards is playing out of his freaking mind there in the third quarter? Was there uh, 
A- any nervous energy for you? I didn't text you during the end of that third quarter, so I don't know. Oh, I was I was extremely nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, See, normally when you're in that position, a lot of times you, you want to put yourself in a position to where you could try to middle the game so you could take, you know, Minnesota second half and, you know, hit both sides of it. But I just thought, you know, Denver was rolling so much, you know, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll blow them out to the point where they'll pack it in for their home games. So I didn't do anything. So I really was nervous because it was just like, wow, Minnesota actually has the lead going into the fourth now. And, you know, a lot of times when, you know, Jokic, his rotation is, he's sitting at the, the start of the fourth. So if my, Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray don't go off to start that fourth quarter, I'm really in trouble. Jamal Murray was absolutely fantastic. Uh, broadcast was all over it. Bubble Murray. That's what it felt like we were watching uh, in game two of their series against Minnesota. Job well done by you. We'll get to the 100 for Thursday in a matter of moments. I do want to hit on this quick, though. Lakers series price now against Memphis. The Lakers lose game two. Memphis, to their credit, play with some guts. Even though they tried to maybe poke the bear a little bit with LeBron James, Dylan Brooks took it to another level after the game, calling him old. I don't know how wise that may be, you know, taking a shot at one of the 10 best players of all time. But, hey, Dylan Brooks got some balls. I'll give him that, Raheem. You know, you're going against an all-time great. I don't care what his age may be. And you're calling them old after the game. Like, you, you got some cojones, man. Whether it's smart, whether it's wise, whether it's practical. We like and respect the guy's got a little cojones to him. Lakers, though, at minus 158. Is that being priced properly on Fandle? <sighs> This is a tough one for me. I'm going to be honest with you, just because you you look at the Lakers minus, minus four and a half for their home games. And like to me, the Lakers, they don't have a good half court offense. And I think we saw that tonight, um, you know, but I want to I want to comment on Dylan Brooks. You know, it was very reminiscent of like Marlo um, saying, you know, Avon Barksdale was weak today just because, I mean, you just don't see that type of thing. So um, I think this is going to be a close series. I personally wouldn't lay it with the Lakers. Um, and I think if the Lakers lose one of these home games, I think they're in trouble. Yeah, listen, the Lakers, I need them in six. You know that at minus one and a half games. Have the Lakers at plus money. I'm not looking to dabble more. Just interested to see how this line continues to move. And we'll see. It, Memphis goes and gets a split in one of these two games. I would assume they'll end up being favored, Raheem, as far as the series price is concerned, right? Like if we get a 2-2 split going back to Memphis, it'll probably end up being the initial series line we had right before game one, correct? Yeah, I, I just don't like, you know, when you look at minus 158 to win the series, that denotes a 61% of chance of winning the series. And I just don't think the Lakers have a 61% chance of winning the series at all. I mean, when you look at, you know, game one, it took a miracle performance from Rory Hachimori and Austin Reeves in order to win that game. Um, Memphis was in control of that game. So, I mean, even without Ja, I just think this price is a little bit high. All right, my man. We got three games on Thursday. We got your Sixers taking on the Brooklyn Nets. The Sixers are four and a half point favorites. We have Sacramento, my Kings, five and a half point dogs. No Draymond Green taking on the Warriors back at the Chase Center. And then we have game three, your Clippers against the Suns, where you have the Phoenix Suns in a position where They are laying points. Phoenix minus two and a half against the Los Angeles Clippers. It's your time to shine. Three games to choose from on Thursday night, Raheem. The floor is yours. 
Okay, we're gonna go basic with this one. We're gonna we're gonna go with the Philadelphia 76ers minus four. This line doesn't make any sense to me at all. I mean, you have a Philadelphia 76ers team, which has won both games by double digits. And, you know, the second one said a lot about the Sixers team because, you know, they didn't perform well at all in that first half. I mean, this is a team that had 12 first half turnovers and was four for 16 from behind the arc. And yet they were down five at halftime. And then in the second half, they absolutely dominated this team. They held the Brooklyn Nets to 35 second half points. So to me, I think this line is short. The one thing I can say about this Brooklyn Nets team is that, you know, they've been doubling Joel Embiid, trying to make other, other guys beat them with open shots. But it's pretty clear that no matter what they try to do, whether they, you know, double Joel Embiid or they play him straight up, they're drawing dead. And, you know, it's just, I just think this line is a little bit too short. I think this line should be seven. And, I mean, the Sixers should be able to run away with this. I think they'll stomp on them, take them into the deep waters, and drown them, as I always say. So, we will fill it up with 76ers minus four. Well, you have a full-fledged endorsement on that, number one. Number two, before we started and before you signed on, I told our producer extraordinaire, Mike Wargon, I was trying to, like, figure out the process. No pun intended. Raheem and I did not go over any of this. Scouts honor. We don't do that crap here. We let it go live. We figure out what it's going to be, and then we'll react. I had a feeling you were going to be on the Sixers here in this spot because I think this line is a little underpriced. Philadelphia has just absolutely owned the Brooklyn Nets all season long. And to me, Raheem, and the reason why I like this pick from your standpoint, it felt like Brooklyn gave them everything they could handle in the first half of that game. If you yeah. look at game number two, they, 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 they threw everything they could at Philadelphia. They played as well as they could play. And then they get absolutely steamrolled in the second half. I, I, I just think you reach a point with a team that has had as much moving parts as the Brooklyn Nets where, you know, I, I hate saying this from their standpoint, but hey, tough shit. That's the way it goes. You see the yeah. finish line, right? Like, you, you know you're not winning this series. It's been a chaotic, insane, bizarre type of year. And I think game three, Philly puts it on him. I would parlay Philly in the money line with anything tomorrow night. I think that's a safe play. If you don't even want to take the points, I can't see Philly losing this game. And then, you know, one thing I want to add is the fact that, you know, the Sixers won by 12. And James Harton was 3 of 13 from the field with five turnovers. Like, that says it all. If, if a team is beating you by double figures and a guy playing 38 minutes is 3 of 13 with five turnovers, then you just can't beat that team. And, you know, one thing I want to say is that game three of a series is always, it's always my favorite game of the series. And the reason why is because you tend to get a deflated number on the superior team. And, you know, sometimes like you're looking at all of these series, you're noticing that the team up, up 2-0 is laying like really short, short prices. And, you basically just kind of have to figure out is the other team out of it or can they put up a fight and make it a series? And if you don't think they're going to make it a series, you're, you're really getting a bargain. So I love game three. I love it too. All right. So Philadelphia pick one, is that all we got for the hundred? We add in the game two. That's all we got for the hundred for today. I, um, listen, I think that's fine. That's fine. So I wanted to make sure before we dive into these two other games we have. So the official hundred pick Philadelphia 76ers lane four. Now, where does it get to a point, Raheem? 
out of curiosity, because some places, FanDuel right now, for example, has it at four and a half. When does it become too rich for you? Is it five? Is it five and a half? When would you say, eh, maybe this number's a little um, off? I think I would play this up to... I probably would play this up to about five and a half. I mean, I'm not crazy at it. At five and a half, I think five is probably the the, the best price I would play it at because I, I think it's gonna it's gonna continue to move up, honestly. Um, but I mean, I got it at four. Um, let's let's grade it at four and a half since it's at four and a half here at FanDuel right now as we're recording this. Um, it's so funny. Ten ten minutes ago, this was at four. So um, that's how quickly hey, you gotta, these markets you gotta move. move with the numbers. Listen, I'm giving you the four. Because you're a man of honor, I'm giving you the four. So it better nah, nah, not nah. come at it better not come at four and a half. I just bet four and a half. It better not be on four. Let's put it that way, Raheem. It better not be on four. Nah, I'm I'm a graded at four and a half just because the people are listening to this. So we're gonna ride with the people. I don't want to have a better number than everybody else. I, I we're gonna grade it at four, four and a half. So All right, listen, you're a man of honor. What can I say? This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. All right, let's get to the other two games we have late night Thursday Mm -hmm. in the Western Conference. Game I can't wait to see. It's Sacramento against Golden State. To me, it's been the most fun series so far of the first round. Line has moved down two and a half, well, not two and a half points. It's moved down two points since the Mm -hmm. Draymond suspension. We talked about this the other day. Dream, I like the Kings at seven and a half. I still like the Kings at five and a half. And I know I'm going against a lot of history. I'm going against Steph Curry and his building. I'm going against the avalanche that is the Golden State Warriors and what they do to teams and the sort of runs they can go on. I just don't think Sacramento is going to be intimidated, dude. I don't. I think they got dogs. I think they got something to prove. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. The Warriors have not shot the ball well at all, especially if you go back to game two. Game one, all right, they got a big effort. You know, Thompson got going. Curry got going. Wiggins got going. Game two, they shot the ball like absolute crap. Sacramento is going to shoot the ball better in game three, too. I do believe that. They didn't shoot it great in game number two. I see five and a half. I'm taking the points here. Maybe I'm getting suckered into the Kings, Raheem, but I am on Sacramento in game three. I took them in game one and game two, so you know what? Staying consistent here. I'll take them a third straight time. The question I have for you is, you know, this Golden State Warriors, they've they've shown us who they are all season long. They're 11-30 and 30 away and 33-8 and eight at home. Does that home record concern you? Yes, but my counter to that is that Sacramento has been a better road team that people give them credit for. And we've seen a lot of those contrasting splits, right, in the Western Conference where teams like the Warriors, they're not alone in that, might I add, where they've been dominant home teams and just off for whatever the reason on the road. Sacramento being as comfortable as they've been on the road, and I know it's a different environment. I know it's the playoffs, and you're going to learn something about this Sacramento team on Thursday night. But that's kind of what gives me comfort 
about taking them to go and play a competitive game on Thursday night. I think that's what it boils down to. Oh, that, I mean, that's definitely fair. I mean, to give you guys the exact numbers, the Sacramento Kings are the only team in the West with a winning record on the road. They are 25 and 16 straight up and 27 and 14 against the spread. So, I mean, that tells you how good they've been on the road because, you know, the Warriors are actually 27 and 14 against the spread at home. So, you know, something's got to give here. And, you know, I'm not mad at it because, you know, when you look at the fact that Draymond Green is suspended, without Draymond Green on the floor, they are seven points per 100 possessions worse. They're giving up 111 points per 100 possessions with him on the floor and 118 with him off. And the one thing that you're seeing throughout this series is it, it seems as though the Golden State Warriors, they don't have enough horses. When Steph Curry is off the floor, I mean, they're being outscored by a large margin. And then in the minutes without Draymond Green, it's it's even worse. So I can understand you taking the points. Are you willing to sprinkle a little bit on the money line? Yeah. Small sprinkle. Okay. Fun sprinkle. I am. Because I think the Kings have a lot of different ways to beat you. And you hit on something that's very important. They got dudes on the bench they can count on to get offense. You saw yep. Herter get some offense. Davion Mitchell played really well the other day. Monk has obviously played really, really well in this series. And listen, I'm well aware of the fact that Steph could go and drop 55 points and could stick it up my derriere tomorrow, Raheem. Like, I'm well aware of that, man. I respect the greatness of the greatest shooter who has ever lived in Mr. Curry. And, and, and I get it. They are desperate. They need a win. And you know this, Raheem. Golden State is going to be in every parlay tomorrow. And Golden State is going to be bet by everybody. Everybody under the sun, I think, is going to want to bet the Warriors because of their pedigree and because of their history. Well, guess what? I'm not going to do it. I'm taking Sacramento. That's what I'm doing. I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm I'm gonna stay away. I mean, I might jump in in the live markets, and it, you know, if I if I make an adjustment and decide that I want to bet this game, you guys will find out tomorrow whether it's on Twitter or I'll just update it on the Ringer Hundred site. But I mean, right now I'm still thinking about it. I just kind of this just feels like a stay away from me, just because I do trust the Warriors at home, but at the same time, I feel like this this Warriors team it, it's very reminiscent of the the 2011 Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, they play close games with the Mavericks and then before you know it the Mavericks were blowing them out and you know you see these teams they tend to fall off like boxers I mean you know one minute they're good and then next thing you know it's just like they're dead before you even realize it so well here's the biggest thing Golden State has going for them and the Laker team that played Dallas that 2011 season they did not they lost the first two games at home Golden State's coming yeah. back home so that makes yeah. a big difference for them. But I'm telling you, this Sacramento team, I have fallen in love and I've been completely suckered in. All right, I am deferring and throwing to you on this one, Raheem. Clippers, mm -hmm. Suns. I think it's a very tough number, two and a half. Very tough number for me to figure out. We know the Clippers had great success in game one. They had the big lead in the first half of game two. The Suns, to their credit, responded, made adjustments. Booker was sensational. And they end up winning game two comfortably. This line price right with Phoenix by two and a half, or not necessarily. Oh, this is the most this this is the most difficult series <laughs> like that I've I've seen out of all of them. And honestly, it's a complete stay away because you know when I looked at that that game the other night, it, it just was so interesting because the Clippers couldn't make any of their threes. And you know I always complain about the Suns and their inability. Well, not their inability, but the fact that they don't play optimum basketball. They're a perimeter-oriented team, and they don't take a lot of threes. But they have the top-notch talent between Kevin Durant, 
Devin Booker and Chris Paul to be able to dominate you from mid-range. They shot 59% in the mid-range. That's in the 95th percentile of all NBA games this season. And the one thing that you saw that they did was, you know, the Clippers are playing these bigs. They're playing Zubak. They're playing Plumlee. They attacked that drop coverage, which means that they were getting easy looks every single time down the floor. So if you're shooting 59, 60% from mid-range, that's the equivalent of shooting 40% from three. and that's very possible that they could replicate that if they're playing this drop coverage. So um, this is a tough series for me. I, I I don't think the Suns should necessarily be laying two and a half on the road, but they do have the top-notch talent. Um, I'm going to stay away. Um, if I had to lean some way, I would go to the Clippers, but I just don't feel comfortable with it at all. Well, I'm right there with you. If I were playing this game, and I'm not, I, I, I just was going through the games immediately. I was like, really like Sacramento. Right there with you with Philadelphia. This game for me is just like, I don't have a strong feel on how the rest of this series is going to play out. I think ultimately Phoenix is going to win, right? But the Clippers, they're tough. They, they are tough. They are a modern NBA team. They have shooters galore. They had great success in game one. Leonard is a guy that can get his shot, it feels like, whenever the hell he wants, which scares the crap out of me. And, and, and truth be told, Raheem, that line kind of tells me to bet the Clippers for what it's yeah. worth. Like, uh, if I were betting that game, I probably would be on Los Angeles. But from what I saw in the second half the other night, and I had the Clippers the other night, so that bothered me. I'm like, not, not going there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have two games going on at the same time, so it makes it a lot easier. Sacramento will be my play, and I can monitor. Maybe hop on a live bet. If something suits my fancy with the Clippers and the Suns, tough game. You know, tough game. The the one thing I want to see is I want to see if Tyron Luke goes to to Robert Covington because the one thing that the Clippers have always been good at is that they've always been good at going small and you know forcing the other team to you know guard their shooters and you know Marcus Morris hasn't been in the rotation at all. Like, they haven't played him. And, you know, I just would love to see if they go to Robert Covington, you know, get rid of their center and just say, you know what, you got to match this point for point from three. Let's play um, small ball. Yeah, and, you know, it makes me think that we could possibly see an over um, tomorrow. I think the over-under is, what is it, 227? I, I mean, like, both of these games have gone over. I think we could see that again tomorrow. But I, I don't have an official play on this at all. Well, Raheem? Best of luck to your Philadelphia 76ers. Let's keep the 100 hot as can be. We'll see if Sacramento can take care of business for your boy. And let's have a very pleasant Thursday of NBA basketball. Uh, we taped this super late Wednesday night, so it's weird that it's 1.30 in the morning as we're doing this right now. But Raheem, who needs sleep, bro? It's overrated, right? We do. You know, you know I got to say one thing because, you know— these sports books probably released the worst opening number that I've ever seen in an NBA game. <laughs> for a Saturday game. And the Milwaukee Bucks are what, playing. What is the, the open, hold on. What's the opening? For Milwaukee and Miami. The game so is in actually, Miami. Hold on. Let me. Can I guess? I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I it's already moved say, now, but take a guess. Take a guess what the opening number was. Milwaukee favored by two and a half. It was two. It's now up to four. But they opened it at two. And to me, that's a laughable line. I mean, with this Miami team, there's no way in the world you're getting me to invest. I mean, listen, yeah. no, no way. I, I understand Jimmy Butler. I understand that pedigree. There's no way in the world you get me to invest. We'll have a lot more on that. Friday, we will have a pod. We'll have a bunch of games coming up. We'll have the Garden rocking for game three of the Knicks and the Cavs. 
We'll set you ready for Saturday. I mean, listen, we got you covered every which way. Raheem, I will see you on Friday for another edition at 100. Two-thirds of the East Coast Bias boys are out. Good job, Wargon Warrior. Raheem, see you, buddy. Yeah, and, and by the way, we got a special boxing episode coming up. So you guys want to check you? that you out. You got boxing episodes. You got picks every night, man. You don't stop. You're like me. I love it. I love <laughs> I'm it. trying to be like you, man. You inspire me. <laughs> hey, that's what we do around here. We try to inspire. All right, the boys are out. You're good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.